Today, I'm delighted to speak with Frank Sommer, who is the author of B2B is Really P2P, How to Win with a High Touch in a High Tech World. That's right down the barrel for this audience. So I'm delighted to welcome Frank and tell me, so what inspired you to write the book? Well, thank you, sir. So, uh, you know, I, I, in my experience out in the world with various sales organizations, I've seen so many people relying on technology. Now, this is an awfully slippery slope for me because I'm not in my 30s anymore. So when I start talking about high touch in a high tech world, there are a lot of folks that are younger than me that think I'm going to pull out an inkwell and a quill pen to start writing contracts. So I have to start by saying I love the tech. I've got a CRM that has automated processes in it. It sends emails, depending on replies, automatically queues up a different email and a call from me and a follow-up. Um, I have an assistant who I hired when she lived in Pakistan. She now lives in the UK. We work via Payoneer and Fiverr and Zoom. And so I love the tech and it's advanced my business tremendously. But I lean into it, don't lean on it. My kind of long answer to why I wrote this book is just that. I was coaching many groups of salespeople that I found were relying on the tech and not understanding why they weren't getting responses or weren't getting the business that they wanted. And the truth is that people want to be in rapport. They want to feel a personal connection regardless of what kind of products uh, we're involved with. They want to feel there's a personal connection. So use the tech, have the CRM, use all the tools, but you cannot forget that people do business with people they like and people they trust. Yeah, got it. Now that comes across really strongly in the book, which is um, for me the key thing. You, you mentioned CRM, that you have CRM. And of course the tech industry in particular uses CRM like a drug. And I like the distinction between relying on um, what do you make of the mistakes, perhaps, that people use, uh, that people make in CRM? Where are they going wrong and how would you correct that, so to speak? Well, it's interesting. So the way that you use a CRM to me, and I've coached a lot of folks that have big sales organizations and spoken to groups that have, you know, vast organizations that are using Salesforce and other very robust CRMs. And the managers are often complaining that they can't get the reports out that they want to find out about activity. And then they tax the sales reps with you must put in this and you must put in that. And that's a formula for failure. What needs to happen is I need to work with my salesperson so that they are so reliant on the CRM. You know, when I, I don't know what I've got to do today, who I've got to call who I need to send a contract to, whatever, until I open my CRM and I look at my list of what I've decided will be done today. And then I rely on that because, you know, I laid out those activities in a time when I wasn't under fire and I, I was clear headed. And I trust that that process is there. So by me using that CRM, because I rely on it, if you were to run reports about my activity, they would be authentic and robust because I use it. So it cannot be a homework assignment. It's got to be, you've got to sell your folks on why the CRM and how they can 
work and increase their income by using it. And when you do that, the reports that you want as a management person will all, all be there because the person is honestly using the CRM to help advance their business. I mean, I loved the chapter on feet never lie about um, how you can detect if you're fully in the meeting or, or disengaging. So how do, you, how do you move from this kind of mass marketing, CRM, what have you, to that critical rapport stage? In NLP, we learn that most of our message is delivered via body language, tone, and pace, and words are the least of it. So if you think about the hierarchy of communication then, in-person is most effective. When in-person is impossible, Zoom, Teams, whatever media you can use. And when that is impossible, a telephone call, and then the least effective is email. Uh, there was a wonderful study done by a professor named uh, Vanessa Bonds out of Cornell. And she sent groups of people out, two groups of people with the same ask, the same request. And the first group of people did their ask via audio and video calls. And the other group did by email. And the likelihood of yes was 66% uh, with the audio video versus 14% on the email. So it was a giant, giant, giant difference, right, between the effectiveness. But then she took those very effective audio and video calls and compared them with um, live and in person with the same request. And the results were exactly the same, like three, four times greater in person. So what does that say in person is versus email? I can't even do that math. That's like beyond me. But, you know, that this is so what do we have? If you're a person that's on the phone, what you have available to you is tone and pace. If, if someone calls you and they're talking like this and they have a big request and then we need to get it done and you respond like this, your rapport is out the window. They can't even hear you. So you can always lead folks to your rep system, to your the way that you speak, but you first got to match them. And one of the things that I find useful is if I'm on the telephone, I'm standing when I'm on the telephone as often as possible. Um, and I'm visualizing the other person. You know, I was in uh, uh, O'Hare, Chicago O'Hare Airport the other day, and I was watching people on the phone. And, you know, they were on the phone. They were all gesticulating wildly as they were talking. And I thought, boy, isn't that interesting? You know, it's and they weren't all Italians from New York. You know, it was just general people that we're so used to getting our point across with physicality that even when we're on the phone, another person can't see us, we're gesturing. That's how natural it is. So if you can be in person, be in person. If you can't be in person, remember to match tone and pace. And just remember that that written quick thing, even when it's a text message, although it may get my attention, the misunderstandings because of the inflections and the way that something is read versus the way that it's intended are much more frequent. Yeah, I, I agree with you so much. And the, the book is full of great stories that relate mm. to that. Last thing then, perhaps, what do you think would be the one thing that, you know, the real killer, one thing you'd like to, a business reader to take away from reading your book? Rapport, rapport, rapport. The idea that people will do business with people they like. To remember to develop the relationships. My CRM, I talk about in the book, 
in my CRM, I customize it to have something I call Frankie's Fabulous 14, which is a blatant ripoff of Harvey McKay when he had the McKay, I think it was the 77 or 66 or whatever. Back in the old days, he had folders with all of these blank things to fill in about the customer. I think it was 66 or eight, whatever it was. But I have 14 things I want to know about my client. And when I open my CRM and I see Toby and it says, I put a note in there that Toby really liked talking about his dog and the dog's name is Rover. I can certainly open up the conversation. Hey, Toby, how's it going? Good, good, good. You know, I know how uh, you love having Rover at your feet when you're working. Are you able to work from home these days? Is the pup with you? Oh, my goodness. Yes, he is. He's being so well behaved. Matter of fact, he's right under my desk right now. I'm going to give him a pat. Oh, that's great. That's a very different conversation than jumping right into business. And whether it is somebody loves their vehicle and they talked about their new Tesla or whether it's their pup or whether they're going back to school or I have a client this this morning that I spoke to who has a kid that's entering medical school. I'm really in, in a place of admiration when it comes to a kid that got into medical school. Like these things are very impressive to me and I'm super interested. So the authenticity is there. My genuine interest is there. And that's what greases the wheels of rapport and makes it personal between my clients and me. And that's what I suggest for folks. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much to Frank Sommer for a really good punchy tour actually I, I like the ideas behind b2b is really p2p i was pretty skeptical when i started reading the book but i ain't now so thank you very much for sharing your thoughts thank you for the book and pleasingly available from amazon and all good bookshops thank you frank yes sir thank you